Rafa Elohim Shada Adonai will manifest himself. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. All the time. Thank you, Jesus. That's who we need to be praying to. Yahweh, Adonai, Elohim, Rapha, Jireh. I got them all right here on my Bible. Nisa. Elohim, God Almighty, Abba, Father, Creator, the God who sees me, the Lord who heals me, Jehovah Rapha, El Shaddai. Amen. That's the God we serve. Amen. I am who I am. <laughs> Amen. Father, I thank you and praise you for this day. I praise you and thank you for all your blessings, Lord God that you've given to me and to our family and the, and the blessings that we have all around us. I thank you for it, Lord Jesus. Lord, and I just give you this day, I pray that, Lord God, we would give you every day, that we would put you first. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. A couple announcements. I'm alive and Stella can drive. <laughs> yep, I don't know where did she go. But Stella Pastor's driver's test on Friday. That's awesome. Praise God. Now Joe and Lizzie got to buy another car. <laughs> we pray for their finances that they be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. And we pray that Julia's car will get straightened out. And it will be easy. 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 We thank you for that, Lord. I also want to take this time to take up an offering. Amen. Before I get into my sermon, all the girls got their cowboy boots on. I didn't get to notice. But Lord, we thank you and praise you, Lord God, for the tithes and offerings that you're bringing into this place. I thank you what you're doing in our lives and in our hearts. I pray, Lord God, for your outpouring of your Holy Spirit today to be upon us. Lord God, Lord, you are a tangible presence. Lord, and you are always with us, and you will never fail us or forsake us. You will be with us always, right to the very end, is what your word says, what you've said. And that's a promise that we can hold on to. And the other promises are, Lord God, that we give into a kingdom where rust and moth will not devour, but we give eternally. And that's what we're doing today. Lord God, we're giving into your kingdom where it matters most. And we just praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The title of my sermon is called, There's a Rise of Evil. There's been a rise of evil. In just these last few weeks, there's been an increasingly rise of evil all around us. Just recently, I had a dream, and in my dream, I felt paralyzed. And I felt like something was trying to get on top of me. And when I was in my bed laying there, I can actually feel like the bed depressed down. You know how like when you sit on the edge of your bed and it depresses down? When you sit there, that's what it felt like in the middle of the night. 
And on that presence, I could not move. I felt paralyzed about it. And I got up and I told my wife about this, this dream I had or this feeling I had. And, and that was about three or four weeks ago. Well, she told me yesterday that she was listening to this pastor we listen to all the time. It's called Paul Begley Prophecies. He's on every Thursday night around 10 o'clock. Actually starts at 9.30, so if you're awake, you can listen to him. It's a YouTube channel that he has. But he was talking about how he was getting calls in this last week, calls from all over the world where people felt like they were paralyzed. And I thought, huh, that was interesting. And we, she discussed that with us. We discussed that yesterday on the porch when I came home. So I want to tell you, and I do believe that it's a rise of evil in these last days. I really think or believe that demons are trying to cause fear into the body of Christ. Because if they can cause fear and if they can paralyze you, they can bind you up, they can immobilize you because they know you are a weapon of the Most High God that has so much power inside of you that you don't even know of yet. And they don't want to see it released or brought to maturity. Amen? Because if it is, then you know what's going to happen? They have to flee and run from you because the power that's in you, like 1 John 4, 4, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. We have a power inside of us, and it's called the Holy Spirit, the anointing of God from Jesus, that's a promised gift from God for all those that believe that's inside of us that is greater than this world has ever seen. It's so great that it can cause you to walk on water, move mountains, heal the sick, raise the dead, and deliver those that are oppressed and possessed by demons. It is a great power that's in you. And we need it now more than ever as we're entering into these last days. And we've been entering into these last days. And these demons know that. So they're going to try everything they can do to stop you from, from you walking in your calling with God. Everything. They're, going to, they're not going to hold back now because their days are short. They're numbered. Our days are eternal. We will go on forever. Their days and their life is reserved for the lake of fire. Our life and days are reserved for heavenly purposes and the kingdom of God. Amen? And yeah, we have been bought by a purse, a precious life. And that's the Son of God himself who went to the cross for us and died and rose again. That is the testimony that we stand on. That's our solid ground. That's our sure foundation. Amen? That's our foundation and never waver from it. That is the only way to heaven. I heard a preacher the other day get up and say, Pastor, he was taking questions, Q&A. He goes, what do you think about all these other religions, Buddhism? Don't they have the, the same outcome? They all believe the same thing? Aren't we all going to go to the same place? The Buddhists, the Confucians, you know, all these other religions... And he looked at him and he sternly said, 
He goes, don't you think they will all be in heaven? Because of all their beliefs? And they really believe in the same God? And he said sternly, no. They are not all going to heaven. There's only one way. And he didn't really say it sternly. He just said it as a factual way. Because it is facts. There is only one way to get to heaven. And that is through Jesus Christ. No man can enter heaven except through Jesus. Amen? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one will enter the kingdom of heaven unless they know Jesus and have Jesus in their heart. Amen? But I really do believe and think that demons are trying to cause fear in the body of Christ. They want to immobilize you. They want to keep you from your calling. They want to keep you from doing the will of God in your life. God has a plan for each one of us, the Bible says, and it's a perfect plan. It's a plan. Think about this. God, the creator of the universe, planned out your whole life for you. He says that he knew you before you were in your mother's womb. And he has plans for you. And he planned it all out. Before you were even born, God planned out your whole life. He knew that everything was going to happen to you. He knows everything. He sees everything. He's the God who sees. He's the God who planned out and written out your future before you. And his plans are good. It's we who waver off his plan. But now the devil, and it's the devil that gets us to waver off of God's plans for our life. But the devil is alive, he's real, his demons are active, and even more so. You know, that dream is not the first time that's ever happened to me where I felt like I've been paralyzed in my dreams. I've had dreams before where I felt like I could not move or speak or do anything before. And all I could try to do was get out the name of Jesus. And my wife can testify to this too. Because in the middle of the night, I have just shouted out, Jesus! Jesus! And I'm going to tell you, there's power in that name. So I have built my, for myself a foundation. That I, where I know where I can go to every time. And this is what you need to build for your lives, is a foundation. Because when things get bad in your life, and things will get bad, you got to have a foundation to stand on that's built on truth, that's built on solid ground. That solid ground for me is knowing that Jesus has more power than anything this world ever has. And ever will have. That that name of Jesus every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. That there's power in the name of Jesus. I've got that hidden in my heart. I know that. That's part of my foundation of my Christian walk. Is knowing that Jesus will always be there. He'll never fail or forsake me. And that he is my foundation. And that when I feel afraid... Or fearful, because sometimes I'm afraid and fearful. I just need to call out that name of Jesus. When you're having a bad dream, you need to think on Jesus. You just need to think Jesus. 
Jesus. And you just need to start saying his name over. When you feel afraid, you just need to think about Jesus. His rod, his staff shall comfort me. Amen? He leads me beside still waters. His rod and staff, they comfort me. Psalms 23. We should all memorize it. But I've had dreams like that before too. When I can barely say the name of Jesus. But when I do, it's like a freedom comes over me. It's like a lifting. It's like things have to flee. And things are running out of the room. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like, it's like things start leaving the house and running out because, oh my gosh. He said Jesus. He said that name. That name that has power above all names. That's the name above all names. Amen. Amen. I know in my spirit that Jesus is the only one that can save me. And you need to get that known in your spirit. Part of your foundation, part of your tools of life, about walking out this Christian life. Jesus is the only one that can save. I don't care what anybody says to me. Buddha can't save me. Muhammad can't save me. Jesus is the only one that can save. None of them other religions, their God didn't go to the cross for them and die and raise. Only Jesus. That's why you can take that name Jesus around the world. And demons who don't even know the English language will bow to you and will have to flee. Amen? Amen. But there's been a rise, a huge rise in these last few weeks in the spiritual activity in the, in, the, uh, in the air, and it's been going on, it's been increasing, it's like been accelerating these last few weeks. And the Bible clearly tells us that there will be a rise in evil in these last days, and I believe that we are experiencing it. And if you have your Bibles, I mean, don't take my word, take it to the Word. <laughs> take it from God's Word. This is God's word. It's inspired by God. Every word, every letter has been inspired by God. Second Timothy chapter 3, it says, But know this, hard times will come in the last days. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, demeaning, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, uh oh, did you hear that, kids? Did you hear that? Disobedient to parents. Oh, don't be disobedient to your parents. <laughs> don't be unholy. <coughs> Unloving, irreconcilable, slanderers, without self control, brutal, without love, for what, for, without love for what is good. Say that right. Traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Holding to the form of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid these people. Did you hear that? When you, have, when you see people like that, you run from them. You avoid them. You don't associate with them. You don't become friends with them. Okay? You don't listen to them. You don't let their words get in your head. You run from them. 
For among them are those who worm their way into the households and deceive gullible women, overwhelmed by sin and led astray by a variety of passions, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Boy, that's so true of this day, isn't it? People are always learning. They want to learn more. Knowledge is power. But they don't come to the truth of Jesus. They deny Jesus. They deny the work of the cross. They deny that Jesus is Lord and the Son of God. Even in the church. They deny the truth. It was like that one guy asking that one pastor, well, these other religions believe there's all these other ways to get to heaven, but they're all living good and doing good. Well, the facts are, no, there's no other way. There's no other way. There's only one way, and that's through Jesus. Always, learn, always learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. <clears throat> Just as James and Jomries resisted Moses, so these also resist the truth. They are men who are corrupt in mind and worthless in regard to the faith. But they will not make further progress, for their foolishness will be clear to all, as was with foolishness of James and Jambres. But you have followed my teaching, conduct purpose, followed my teaching, Conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, and endurance. Boy, those are all hard things to do, aren't they? Patience, love, endurance. Along with the persecutions and sufferings that came to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lysteria, or Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and yet the Lord rescued me from them all. I don't know, but if somebody can else pronounce those better than me, go for it. <laughs> they sound like plants, it's true. They sound like plants. What persecutions I endured, and yet the Lord rescued me from them all. Think about that as the hope. We are going to go through persecutions. It's coming. It's prophesied in the Bible. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. We're already being persecuted at a certain level and a degree. It's already started. It's already happening. But the Lord... If you're faithful to God, God will always be faithful to you. Just like he was faithful to Paul, you can hold on to what, what he said. The Lord rescued me from them all. That's what you got to remember. No matter what happens, the Lord will rescue you from anything. All is everything. I mean, you try to describe all. It's everything. 
The Lord will rescue you from all this persecution, from everything else. And we got to remember that our home is not this earth, but it's heaven. We've talked about this. No matter what happens to me, the outcome is great, whether I live or die. I'm going to live. Amen? No matter what happens, you're going to live. You are eternal. If you have Christ in you and the Holy Spirit in you, you are eternal. You have a kingdom that is beyond what anybody could ever fathom. Even the Apostle Paul said that he was carried up into the third heaven. He said he knew a man that was carried up into the third heaven. I believe it was Paul himself. And he said he saw things that he could not even describe. That he could not even describe. Of the glory and everything that waits for us. In fact, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Did you hear that? All of us that want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus are going to be persecuted. Listen, they persecuted the Savior. He said they're going to persecute you. If you believe in me, if you walk with me, talk with me, you're going to get persecuted. It's going to happen. Evil people and imposters will become worse. Deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. That's our foundation. This is what we're learning. This is what I've been trying to teach to you. This is what I've been saying to you. Christ is our foundation. Don't waver from that foundation. He is the only way from heaven. That's a foundation. Don't waver from it. Any other thing else is a lie and it's from the devil. It's a deception to deceive you and pull you away from solid truth. The truth will set you free. Amen? And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Don't waver from that. That's a foundation. That's a foundation stone that you can set down and you build. All right, Christ is my cornerstone. Bam! All right, the next one is that he rose and he died again. Bam! This one over here is that he ascended into heaven. Bam! This one over here, this stone. I'm placing on the foundation. Is that no man can go to heaven except through Jesus. Bam. This one over here. Is that I need the Holy Spirit's power to be able to stand in these last days. All of these are foundation stones in your life. Building you up as a Christian. Making you able to stand in these last days. We, are been, we have been born into these last days. There's a reason why you're here. You know, everybody likes to watch supernatural films and things like that, you know. And it's true. We're supernatural beings. You are a warrior in the kingdom of Christ, Jesus. And your battle is not against flesh and blood. 
Our battle is against powers and principalities of darkness in high places. You are a supernatural person doing supernatural things. Able to do supernatural things. See, people are looking for the spiritual realm and all in the wrong places. They're looking for it in witchcraft. They're looking for it in warlockism or whatever. They're looking for it in all these other things. When if you look to Christ into the into his word, and you know that you are a supernatural person, able to do greater things than you can see on TV and how Hollywood makes it out to be. Greater things, the Bible says in the last days, shall we do that even Jesus did. And Jesus raised the dead, walked on water, calmed the storm, delivered the, uh, the, the demon possessed. He delivered one man that was full of a legion of demons. 2,000 demons. Demons, a legion. And he delivered them by a simple word and truth and by the power of God that was in them. And we have that same power of God living right inside of us. We just got to get in there and learn it and understand it and use it for his glory and not our own. You can't buy it. You can't earn it. You just have to receive it and believe it. Believe it and receive it. Amen? We have to remember that we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting an unseen enemy who is cunning, crafty, I'm going to use my wife's word, deceiviousness. He is deceivious and sly. He is. He's a serpent that crawls around on the ground looking to deceive somebody. He's that angel on your one shoulder telling you, yeah, you can do that and ask for forgiveness later. Well, the other angel on the other shoulder is telling you, no, you better not do that. We talked about this, what, a week or two ago? Tom and Jerry movies. You know, and you got the little angel on one side and the other, no, 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 don't do that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, do that. And Tom does it, and guess what happens? Bam! He gets it every time, doesn't he? Never works out good for Tom. Never. Think about that. You know, last week I kept opening up my Bible, I was telling this to Julie. I kept opening up my Bible to Luke chapter 22, verse 36. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. And he's telling his disciples, he says, but now if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag, and if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and, and buy one. And then I keep thinking about Jesus coming back as a warrior. You know, we're all warriors in the kingdom of God. If you are marked with the Holy Spirit, you've been like dubbed like a knight, you know, with a sword. And you're out there and your job is to fight a battle. You men, your job is to fight the battle. God has created you as men to be warriors. That's why we're stronger. That's why we're faster. I'm no offense, women. I mean, no offense, but men are stronger than women. 
It's naturally stronger than women. They've been meant to fight a battle. And today's day and age, the men aren't fighting the battle. They're letting their wives fight the battles for them. The men need to rise up and take their place as the head of the house and take the battle. When I'm, in a, when I'm fighting the devil in my house, I lay in my bed and I get up in the middle of the night and I tell the devil, you need to get out of my house. You need to get your hands off of my family. You need to get your hands out of here because of the authority given to me as the head of my house and the head over my family that God has given me. I am exercising it right now to cast out any demon possession upon my family, upon my children, upon my grandchildren, upon my wife, out of this house, out of this property, out of the whole property. That is the position that God gave me as the man of my house and the head of my family. And it's my job to take it seriously. I got to fight that spiritual battle. I'm fighting for everyone. And God, I've woken up many a nights praying. And I'll hold on to my cross that was given to me by a dear friend. Not because it's a rosary, but because of the meaning of the cross. It's the cross where Christ won the victory for all humanity. And I hold on to that cross and I pray. I pray for everybody that comes to my mind. And I pray for my family. I pray blessings. I pray strength. I pray protection. I pray that the blood of Jesus will cover each one of them and their homes and our grandkids and our kids and the kids yet to come that aren't even here. Throughout all the generations that God has allotted our family, that's your role as the head of the house. That's your job to do that, to protect your family. Men, that's your calling. You are a warrior in Christ Jesus to fight a good fight. A fight against evil that's out there trying to destroy you, destroy your kids, destroy your marriage, destroy your relationships. Because that's all the devil's plan. To kill, steal, and destroy. I believe it's time for the church to go out to the battle. And we are the church. And we battle with the word of God. You want to be a warrior for Christ, get in the word of God. Start memorizing scripture. Start getting it in your heart. Put it in your toolbox. Start praying. Start praying worship music. Fill your house with worship music. Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. But put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in heaven. I'm telling you, there's a battle going on right now in heaven. And it's these spiritual forces of evil against good. 
Darkness against light. It's happening now. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day. Evil day is coming. The evil days are upon us. We have to be able to stand. And if you don't have a foundation that's sure, that you know in your heart that's the truth, you're not going to be able to stand. You're going to be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. That's what the Bible says. That's why you've got to have a sure foundation. Stand, therefore, with truth, like a belt around your waist. Righteousness, like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with the readiness of the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. Because I'm telling you, he's throwing arrows. He throws arrows in your mind to get you to think of all these things. That's what the shield of faith is for. So you can cover yourself and protect you from those arrows coming in. People will say things about you and about things going on. Those are from the devil coming in to attack you, to get your mind thinking on what they're saying. You need to take up the shield of faith to stop it in its tracks. Which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, Pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request. And stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all of the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. This is my prayer right now is that all of us have a boldness that come upon us. That when we leave this place, we're so fired up and filled with the Holy Spirit of God that when you leave here, you leave here on fire for the kingdom, for righteousness. And you go out there and you start telling people about Jesus because you want them saved and you don't want them to go to hell. And you don't care, nothing's going to stop you because you got this Holy Spirit boldness on top of you. And you're like, Listen, buddy, you need to turn. You know, maybe not that way. You got to do it in love. But people need to hear it. The word of God, they're really hungry and they're thirsty for truth. Amen. I pray that I open my mouth with boldness. Knowing the, with boldness the mysteries of the gospel. For this I am an ambassador in change. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. Even Paul had to encourage himself and have people help encourage him. You know, even Paul said, pray for me that I have the boldness. You know, you guys need to be praying for me that I have the boldness. As I need to be praying for you that you have the boldness to share about Jesus Christ. We got to do it.
That's how, that's how we're going to grow. We're not going to grow our church if we don't keep our mouth, if we keep our mouth shut. Right? We grow, and not only just grow people-wise, we grow spiritually inside. There is something about when you witness a God to somebody else. There is an anointing that comes on you. There is a Holy Spirit and filling that comes on you when you start witnessing and sharing the gospel to the lost. It's amazing. I know. You feel the boldness. You feel the excitement. And it is exciting. It's, it's more exciting than catching a salmon <laughs> or shooting a big buck. It's, there's way more to it. It's like, yeah, I wanted them for the kingdom of God. You know? It is exciting. Evil is on the rise. We can see it right in front of our eyes. It's in our nation. It's in our nation from top to bottom. It's throughout our whole nation. It's trying to destroy our whole nation right now. It's been trying to destroy our nation, especially accelerated in the last 16 years, 20 years. And I'm telling you, 20 years goes by really fast in the blink of an eye. But it's really increasing more and more. You can see it on TV. They're calling good evil and evil good. You know, it's true. And what's happening is our kids are seeing this. And they're believing a false because they don't know. Because they need to be taught the truths. There are plans out there that are behind the scenes that are trying to divide up Israel right now. Saudi Arabia wants to give all this money to the Palestinians to make a separate state. And they're talking about dividing it up because of peace. The Bible clearly warns us, do not divide Israel. Israel is God's country. And they're trying to take it from them piece by piece. Israel is surrounded by its enemies all around. And our administration right now is not helping Israel one bit. We need to be praying. One of our mandates as Christians on our prayer list is we need to pray for the peace of Israel. If you pray for the peace of Israel, it will go well with you. Israel is, the, is God's people. It's God's holy land. God wrote his name on Israel. It's written. If you look at a geographical map, he literally wrote his name on Israel. It's amazing. But we're living in these last days. Evil is spreading. It's accelerating. Things are going on all around in our nation. Things are going on that we don't even know of. People are making decisions and they're not telling the people about our future. Not just our future, but the future of our children and their children's children. And they're not telling us the truth. They're setting up plans behind the scenes. The UN is evil. It even 
had an end times beast on display until it had to be removed because of all the complaints. They called this end time beast the guardian for international peace. And I'm going to tell you that's how they're going to bring in the Antichrist. The Antichrist, they're setting this whole thing, is all getting set up. Israel's getting closer to building the third temple. The Antichrist is going to come on scene. These are all evil plans that people have. This beast, this guardian for international peace and security, was like the beast in Revelation, like the beast in Daniel, chapter 7, verses 2 through 4. It says, Daniel saw in a vision. And you got to remember, this is prophecy right here being fulfilled. This is prophecy being fulfilled. Daniel saw this thousands and thousands of years ago. About a thousand years before Christ was even born, Daniel had this vision. He said, I saw in a vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven strove upon the great sea, and the great beast came up from the sea, diverse from one another. There was four beasts that came out of the sea. The first beast was like a lion and had eagle wings. Joe, can we, can we put a picture? Can you find a picture of the UN beast that they had out there, the guardian they had called it? If you go online, I think you can find it. We'll put it up there so that way you can see it. Even John the Revelator said this about the beast which he saw. He said, I saw was like that unto a leopard, and his feet was that like unto the feet of the bear. And he had a mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. There is evil at work all among us. And a lot of these, you know, the one thing about the end times is that we could never understand the book of Revelation before. If it wasn't for all these events taking place right now, the book of Revelation is being opened up like never before. All of these things, all of these pictures and scenes that John saw, you know, these representations of nations are all coming to pass. It's happening. We're living in a time of acceleration where prophecy is being fulfilled almost on a daily basis, they say, from the Bible. And it's all, that's what makes the Bible incredible. That's why it's the inspired word of God. Because of all of the prophecies that have been fulfilled. There's no way that this book could have been written by a man or could have been manipulated by a man because of all of the prophecies. It's been passed down through generations to generation by the Jews. The Dead Sea Scrolls, which they found, have still are word from word. And they were written thousands of years ago Word for word for what the Bible has to say. And not just the prophecies alone. If you're an unbeliever, it should make you believe. Let's see if we can find that picture of the beast that they had on display at the UN. It, that's okay. It is exactly the way Daniel described it, and it's exactly the way John saw it. 
And those beasts represent nations. So maybe that beast in the UN represents the UN. And the UN is evil anyways. They're out there trying to plot against Israel and do all these things. It's not good. It's not good. We are living in these days, in these last days. We need the Holy Spirit. Period. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You don't have to go there, Joe. I'll read it to him. It says, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says this. But if you will receive power, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses of God in these end days. We are a great when, when they looked in Revelation and John looked out, he saw a great cloud of witnesses. We are that great cloud of witnesses to share the gospel of Christ. That's part of our calling. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be praying for the Holy Spirit, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We need our hands laid on each other, and we need to pray for each other that we receive the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can stand in these evil days. Amen? Amen. I believe we all need to come down and get hands laid on, and we'll pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? We need that power. We need it now more than ever. We need the Holy Ghost. I believe this next revival will be because of the power of the Holy Spirit that falls on God's people. And then they will go out and be witnesses to all of the earth and do the greater things that the Bible says that will happen. It hasn't happened yet. We've had little glimpses of revival here, little glimpses of revival here. They say Mexico's on fire with revival right now. But we need the power of the Holy Spirit here in Owego, New York, here on Lord Hill Church. Amen? We need that power. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So uh, look at that right there. There's the beast. Do you see that? Head like a lion. Wings like an eagle, body like a leopard, feet like a bear. Sure looks like the beast that John described, or the beast that Daniel described. And they call that a guardian of international peace and security. But that is the beast that Daniel described. That is the beast that John described. I mean, clear. Clearly. Body like a leopard. Head like a lion. Wings like an eagle.
feet like a bear. That was on display at the United Nations until Christians got up and said, listen, that's the beast of Daniel. You know that, And they were complaining about it, then they had to remove it because the UN got so many complaints about it. Because at least the Christians rose up and did something. So Lord, before we go, I want everybody to line up here and we're going to lay hands on you and pray for you. If you want to get prayed for, if you want to, let's line up here and we'll pray for you. Julie and I will pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But if you want to get filled with the Holy Spirit, we're going to pray and we're going to believe. We're going to do what the Bible says. We're going to lay hands on you. And we're going to pray that you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. So come on down.